Josh, do you think Matrix 4 is going to be better than Spider-Man No Way Home? Are you serious? I'm Joe. I'm Josh. You've got questions? You're feeling proud. (laughs) (laughs) Welcome to Feeling Grounded with your hosts, Josh and Joe. So what we want you all to do right now is subscribe to Feeling Grounded Podcast. Smash that like button. Also, share this video to any person that you feel might enjoy this content. Also, become a patron. On Patreon, you guys will be able to see exclusive content that Josh and I genuinely love to put out there. Also, hit that notification bell, whether you be on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or our main YouTube channel where you get to see our gorgeous faces. Also, follow us at Feeling Grounded Podcast. That's at Feeling Grounded Podcast. You guys will be able to see a little bit of extra stuff before episodes air. Leave a comment. Leave a comment or a question because that will help boost us in the algorithm, whether it be the notification bell, liking our videos, commenting our videos. We want to spark the conversation. Have you guys seen Spider-Man No Way Home? What do you guys think about Matrix 4? You've got questions? Feeling grounded. Entertainment. Where's the entertainment, guys? All right, Joe. So before we begin the segment... We will be spoiling Matrix Resurrections and Spider- Spider-Man No Way Home. Spider-Web. Spoiling... Spider we will be web. we will be spoiling space <laughs> space jam. No man. We will, be, we will be spoiling Matrix Resurrections and Spider Man No Way Home. Spider web. No man. No. No man's land. Okay, so let's. I'm going to get this out of the way. Matrix Resurrections is not a good movie. It mm. is a total waste of time. It's a bad movie. Ultimately, it is your choice if you want to go see this movie. But in my opinion, and I'm sure in Josh's opinion, you will be wasting two and a half hours of your life. Mm. I've heard mixed things. I've heard mixed reviews about this. What have you heard, Josh? Same thing. I mean, most of the stuff I heard was that it was the movie's bad. It was total mm-hmm. crap. And the horrible fourth sequel to the Matrix. <laughs> yeah, I actually remember back in 2007 when I first started watching The Matrix, I saw this fake trailer online that also had Matrix Resurrections. Mm. So they they copied... I mean, you have the movie... Like, how generic of a title is Resurrections? Let's let's be serious. Because you right. have the fourth installment of, say, the Aliens franchise is also named Alien Resurrection. Resurrection. You know, look all look how that turned out. Look on IMDb, um, viewers and listeners. But um, yeah, title not a very catching one. The first trailer it was fantastic, mm. uh, hooked me in. But it's it's really a, most of the footage is that is from the very beginning of the movie, which is the only thing that really hooked me the first 25 minutes, 30 minutes of this movie and then fell completely off the map. When you see um, in their full form, Lawrence Fishburne, Morpheus's character, Lawrence Fishburne is not in this movie. It's a total recast, mm-hmm. uh, which is part of my problem. I'll get into in a second. Yeah. Recasting. Uh, yeah, um, I've heard comparisons to you know Star Wars: The Last Jedi, Episode Eight. Um, Josh and I, you saw that. Mm-hmm. I have horrible feelings towards that movie. Critics made comparisons towards The Last Jedi because it's a very bold film. Last Jedi had insertions of cultural messaging, and that's not a very good thing to put in your movies. We've said this time and time again. 
current yes. cultural stuff. Yeah, it's really not a good idea. Yeah. <laughs> now, ways, this, yeah. this movie has that per se, but it's not outright in your face about it. That's not the reason that this movie is bad. It's boring and it's convoluted. Um, it relies too much on the past to make you pay attention to the here and now. It, yeah. remi- it shows you scenes from previous movies that you're supposed to like, oh my goodness, just like the Star Wars sequels were. It doesn't look good. It just feels like a generic sci-fi movie with elements from past Matrix films capitalized. It just felt very soulless. Mm. You know, one, Matrix 1 is great. It yeah, changed the game mm-hmm. of all sci-fi movies when it came out 20 years ago. Yeah, definitely. And and the way that they did special effects and the way they did everything, everything was just crazy. Still hold up. Yeah. 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 Two, two and three are great. Uh, not great, but they have great moments. Yeah, right. yeah I don't and like then, how they end it, but... Really I, I agree. I, I think it was completely... Um, just took away everything. The steam of the whole... Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah whatever. But. Yeah. <laughs> Those two were filmed <laughs> at the same time. Did you know that? Really? Yeah. Yeah, this came out in two different times the same year. Um, Now, on to recast. You know, Lawrence Fishburne's Morpheus character was recasted. It was Morpheus, like that that character. The same same character. It wasn't like a new form of him or like a... It was him. Yeah, it was him. And then they just recasted it. Yeah. Um, And then same with Agent Smith. Agent Smith is Uh, a totally cookie-cutter, not-made-to-resemble Hugo Weaving, who was mm -hmm. a fantastic villain in his own right. And just by putting his name Agent Smith, you should have just made him into a whole entirely new character. Yeah, that's not a good yeah. idea. Um, yeah, not resembling who they are at all. There's comedy in this movie that doesn't make me feel like a Matrix film. Like, hmm. the Matrix doesn't really have comedy. No, it's, it's dark and cynical. Like, <laughs> Yeah, dark and cynical, exactly. But, yeah, um, we'll, we'll compare the two in a second. But what do you think of No Way Home? I saw this uh, the day after opening day. Oh, my gosh. I love No Way Home. I love it so much. I'm, I'm going to watch it again. We're going to watch it this Thursday. I'm, yeah, me too. Yeah. yeah, we're seeing it on Thursday. So <laughs> nice. tomorrow after this uh, uh, episode airs Wednesday, we're going to watch it for the second Thursday. time. Yeah, second yeah. time. I um, loved, love, love, love this film. Me going into this film, I only cared about Tobey Maguire. Yeah, exactly. Spoiler, because <laughs> him and Andrew Garfield do show up in the film yeah. for big, big parts, like halfway through the film. Yeah. Yeah, and the reveal is uh, awesome. I think the reveal is so funny. It oh yeah, that so well. Oh yeah, you know Tom Holland. You know he's a great Peter Parker, but in his un- I don't really care about the universe that he was in before going into this film. You yeah. know, I always saw him as Iron Boy, Iron Spider, whatever you want to mm. call it. Um, in the shadow of previous people, he didn't really stand on his own. But this whole three-part trilogy for him is like the single longest origin story for spider-man at the very end of this whole entire trilogy he became spider-man yeah finally yeah i know yeah and you know it took him long enough not the characters not the actor's fault Mm -hmm. but it's it's great but i think that's kind of what i like about it is it does feel like like finally like he's there he's here he made it yeah you know yeah because because the thing is we only cared about Toby going into the film. I don't know if you could say the same about that. Yeah, yeah, I was never really invested in the yeah. Tom Holland. Because uh, I'm not, like we said before about Phase 4, who cares anymore? I'm not really interested yeah. in these characters. I was only interested in what they were helping us bring to the seats, rumors of Toby and Andrew right. Garfield. Um, so that's where I was when going into this. But after that, finishing up this film, there was sacrifice, there was payoff, 
there was a catharsis. There was loss. Yeah. <laughs> Which was yeah. crazy. Yeah, it was crazy good. And yeah. something that totally came out uh, out of the blue, but had meaning and emotional weight to it. No, no, exactly. And I'm glad they did it. And I know this is a big spoiler, but, you know, it'll be important to everybody. But when they, I was so happy that they did that. Like, not to say that I wanted her to die, but I think that. Aunt May, just, you're talking was, about. Yeah, yeah, yeah when, Aunt, when Aunt May died, like, it was so powerful. Like, that was the thing that he needed to become the real Spider-Man. You know, it's like face, like, loss and tragedy. I and, also, yeah, I also enjoyed the fact that she said the with great power comes yeah. great responsibility line. Mm-hmm. Um, like she had to say it. And it's, it's just a part of the origin story of Spider-Man. So you have yeah. to have that happen. And then somebody has to die to get the, to get the power and yeah. like of the loss and mm-hmm. the, the tragedy to. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. So I was completely fine with her saying that instead of like uncle Ben character. Right. Um, yeah. yeah. And I'd say Willem Dafoe. Oh my goodness gracious! He was in top tier form. Amazing! And that one fight scene in that building, he his style, I was getting chills. At his moves, like yeah. when he was throwing them around and doing all. I was like, this is like one of the coolest fight scenes I've like ever seen. Yeah. Like it was yeah. so cool. Yeah, and he was just impenetrable. That character. Oh man, so good. He was like the one that stood out above all the others. Yeah, like, if there was anybody that needed to be a villain, like at first I was kind of bothered that they used like a entirely old villain from like the Raimi verse, but I'm like, no, this this Green Goblin character, he has as soon more as he left came back, he has more left in him. Back, yeah, it's like, oh yeah. man, this is it, man, this is it. Mm-hmm. Um, he did his own stunts too, Willem Dafoe. Yeah, yeah which is yeah. amazing. <laughs> That's the only reason he was going to come back, to, according to uh, pop culture uh, right. news sources. Right, right. And I, I really loved this movie. It was just simply incredible, and I'm so stoked to watch it again. Yeah, me too. Now to go into, hmm. you know, what brought us there in the first place, the intros for Toby and Andrew Garfield. I would actually say that and by, coming out of this movie, I was, of course, impressed with Tobey Maguire, like as I am. His story is all completed. But for Andrew Garfield, I really hated his movies. It wasn't his fault. It was just it's script writing. Bad movies. But yeah. he was fantastic in this movie. Oh, he, he shined. Like the chemistry between him and everyone else, he brought his A game. Every single one of them could have phoned it in. But he was comical. He was a very good Peter Parker, and he brought emotional weight to it. His payoff with saving Mary Jane, oh man, was great because he failed to to you know save Gwen Stacy, his girlfriend. Yeah, exactly. And that that moment was like my favorite part of the movie when he yeah. redeemed himself and had that redemption from saving MJ. And you just see the look on his face, mm-hmm. and yep, just, and oh. it's because of his performance in this movie that there's a hashtag make the amazing Spider-Man three, which yeah. I totally support. Yeah. I totally support the guy deserves everything. Cause I forget what actress he was talking to, but apparently like the Spider-Man movies that he was a part of, it like broke him apparently. Mm. And to have him bring his a game in this and then just come right back into this within like, as if nothing happened, you know, the guy deserves every bit to, yeah. to take another shot at this. Yeah, I think so. And then to get the right director and writers, I think that would be that would be yeah. amazing. Yeah, and it just shows too that corporations are now listening to the fans, mm-hmm. which is ultimately half the battle. 
now. Yeah, that's what I loved about this film too is that it, we, we we're speaking like the the people are speaking like what we mm-hmm. want in our movies, and this was just an amazing story with a little bit of nostalgia, you know, a, a great whatever, a great plot line, great just enjoyable little escapist thing. Mm-hmm. And there's no ounce of like culture within it. Yeah, there's yeah. no preaching. Honestly, no yeah, there was nothing of that nothing. in there. There was a little bit in like Matrix Four. That's not the reason it was bad, but that's a part of the Hollywood culture that we are living in right now. But at the same time, it's not a, a cash grab. This type of film it uses mm-hmm. stuff to get in our seats, but at the same time, it allows what they created to stand on its toes and to speak too. for itself and to pay for itself and it's yes, working you know exactly there's nothing better to back us up in that statement than Tom Holland's character making the ultimate sacrifice at the very end of the movie for people to forget about his Spider-Man that's what a true hero would do and I support that's what truly gives people hope seeing that sacrifice you know what made us love characters such as Luke Skywalker, Tobey Maguire, Spider-Man. It's because there's true sacrifice and we find heroes in ourselves because of the, like we have a generation of kids that are going to look now up to Tom Holland, Spider-Man mm-hmm. because yeah. of that sacrifice. Seeing it at the end, you know, there's going to be a great story to come out uh, when they make a new one. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. Yeah. So if you haven't seen it, watch it and don't watch Matrix 4. <laughs> do not. Do not. The future is inevitable, but let's travel back in time. So, December 29th, 1916, Grigory Rasputin, one of the most mysterious characters in history, uh, he's murdered by Russian conservatives who reportedly, uh, first murdered. off, supposedly killed or attempted to be killed in multiple ways, such Several as he was times. poisoned, he was shot, and even drowned in the Siberian mystic. Uh, so he had this following that he was uh, immortal, <laughs> but he yeah. was finally killed December 29th uh, in an effort to, you know, halt his influence over uh, Empress Alexandra, you know, the czar and the royal family. You know, he's in pop culture. I think he's even in The King's Man, mm-hmm. uh, which has been trying to come out since 2019. He was in, it in the movie Anastasia. Mm-hmm. Uh, so there is a lot of influence with him that he was this very influential, even mystical holy man that used all these tactics in order to like gain the throne. Was How did, was he officially killed? Was he decapitated? The way that Rasputin died, uh, it was a gunshot wound, broken bones, mm-hmm. organ damage, and infection of the wound, loss of the ability to move any part uh, of the body. So that's what ballistic trauma means. 1997, the bird flu was running rampant in China. And at this time, the people of Hong Kong decided to kill all of the birds that they owned. Wow. Just to snuff. I only remember the, the bird, bird flu. flu craze in 2007, mm-hmm. not 10 years before. It kind of came back again. Yeah, it was kind of like flaring up since the 60s, and then it got serious in the 90s, and then serious again in 2007, and then it was just, just kind of disappeared. Yeah, yeah. Do you remember that movie, Evan Almighty? Uh-huh. Bruce yeah. Almighty, Evan Like, they made, like, a joke about the bird flu, and I was like, this wouldn't be known <laughs> no. now if you were watching it, mostly yeah, because no it's way. not, like, the best movie, <laughs> but right. nobody no, would watch it. Right. But I, I totally watched it as a kid, though. I got oh, ate yeah. it up. I loved it. <laughs> but no, it's, it's, like, the worst movie ever. Yeah, so that's the thing. So they decided in Hong Kong to kill off all of their birds in mm-hmm. 1997 to try to stop mm-hmm. 
the flu. It's time for Happy Crappy. Hey, Merry Christmas, Joe. Merry Christmas. Merry and, Christmas. And Happy, well, not, not Happy New Year yet. It's too early. We're coming up to it. Mm-hmm. So how you doing, man? How was your Christmas? My Christmas was great. I spent time with mom, dad, sister, brother-in-law, three dogs. It was wonderful. Awesome. It was good, as it should have been. Yeah, yeah, and, yeah. and my niece. I cannot forget about my niece. El niece. My Christmas was great. How was yours? Beautiful. It was, it was nice. It was pretty good. My kids are sick. <laughs> Dude, what are you feeding them? I, I don't know what's going on. It's just driving me insane. Um, I don't know. As soon as, as, soon as we're done with this, the hand, foot, and mouth thing, now they're all, they got colds, and Grace has been hacking up gunk, and it's, it's been great. So we had a chill time. We stayed home for Christmas Day, which was beautiful. The first time I've ever just stayed home on Christmas yeah. Day. And it was it was actually amazing. It was very great. And then today we spent some time with in-laws. And the kids were... This was like the first year that like Eli understood what was happening. And so it was, it was very fun. He came down in the morning, and I got all ready because I made cinnamon buns pretty early before they woke oh. up. And... Uh, Eli went up to the Christmas tree and was like, look at all these presents. <laughs> and I was very happy about that. <laughs> yeah, he, he knows what's happening. He knows who Santa is, too. Yeah, it was good stuff. <laughs> um, loved it. Yeah, so that's my happy. That's and your happy? The crappies that they're, they're sick again. I don't yeah. know. I, my, Claire was saying that, that, well, especially since we have a lot of kids now, mm-hmm. that they just get each other sick. Mm-hmm. And... They're building immunity, so like we'll have one year where they're pretty pretty sick, and then after that, because apparently kids get anywhere from ten to fourteen respiratory illnesses from October to May. <sighs> okay, which I hope that's not the case. <laughs> I mean, it's already kind of seeming like the case because you get like sick like all the time. But yeah, happy crappy. Well, I, as I said before, my happy would be definitely with family. Uh, my niece, we took her to the zoo today nice, nice. uh so it was her first time seeing cheetahs and uh all these different uh animals from africa uh mm. and we also thought that an eagle was going to snatch her up but the wings were clipped so that we were kind of afraid about that <laughs> uh but no everything was fine which it, it's pretty sad when you go to zoos if you really do think about it we're raised to go into zoos and be like wow look at all these animals but they're taken from their, their natural habitat you got to feel bad a little bit um uh, but yeah uh, spending time with family was a uh, breath of fresh air. It was definitely needed, and I was happy to be with them. Uh, my crappy would be Matrix 4. <laughs> <laughs> so what we want you all to do right now is subscribe to Feeling Grounded Podcast. Smash that like button. Also, share this video to any person that you feel might enjoy this content. Also, become a patron. On Patreon, you guys will be able to see exclusive content that Josh and I genuinely love to put out there. Also, hit that notification bell, whether you be on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or our main YouTube channel where you get to see our gorgeous faces. Also, follow us at Feeling Grounded Podcast. That's at Feeling Grounded Podcast. You guys will be able to see a little bit of extra stuff before episodes air. Leave a comment. Leave a comment or a question because that will help boost us in the algorithm, whether it be the notification bell, liking our videos, commenting our videos. We want to spark the conversation. Have you guys seen Spider-Man No Way Home? What do you guys think about Matrix 4? You've got questions? Feeling grounded.